Okay, so what <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Sorry. A, a, a web page just came up with Tetris. So you have a website where you regularly play Tetris? Yeah, Tetris.com. I love that. Are you good at it, do you think? No. I don't think I'm good at it either, but I really like to play it. It's great. Uh, I like to fool myself into thinking that it's, like, improving my brain's ability to think on my feet. I think it's probably just improving my brain's ability to do Tetris. True. Okay, so let's stop fucking around and start getting real. (laughs) This is Boss Hags, a podcast where we say the F word. A podcast where we're not afraid to say it. If the occasion warrants. Yeah, we don't just, like, do it just because we can. Yeah, but we also aren't going to dance around it if we need to use it. Exactly. Okay? And that's all we have to say about that. Yeah. So I'm Allison. I'm Jennifer. A.K.A. Good Time Janae. (laughs) Because I'm a really good time. I agree, you are. Thank you. You are too, for the record. So on this podcast, we talk about whatever we want. Sometimes and, uh, sometimes we talk about boys. You want to talk about boys? Welcome to Boss Hags. Um, let me go on the record and say that when the audio's been bad literally every time on this podcast, it's been my fault. And I don't apologize. First of all, never apologize. But what if I'm sorry? In the words of Damien, don't apologize. Perfect. <laughs> no, just to be clear, the first time it was your sound, the second time it was my sound, and then this time it was your sound again. So we're just kind of tradesies. And Damien would want us to just move to on just with our lives on. and not apologize yeah. for it. Exactly. He knows that we're troopers. Super troopers, if you will. Yeah. Allison, how have you been this week? We haven't spoken in a while. I'm fine. How, Go on. How are you, Jenny? I'm decent, yeah. Uh, I'm not living my best life, and I wouldn't really want to. I like to live modestly. We like to have something to aspire to. If we were living our best lives, it would just be game over. Good point. I'm living, like, a really unplugged lifestyle right now for the sum. That's short for a summer. Off the grid. Yeah, I'm, like, off the grid in a way because I'm living in my childhood home with my parents, and they live in the middle of the forest, and basically we have internet, but it's really primitive, so I can't stream anything. The only things that I can watch are if I go somewhere with internet and download episodes of stuff on Netflix. Or if I go to my sister's house in Charlottesville and hide away in a room by myself and catch up on all my soaps. What soaps do you watch? Love Island and Bachelorette, obviously. Just kidding. I know those aren't soaps, but it's funnier to call them soaps, right? It is. And it's funnier to be like, I'm watching these eps. Let me catch up on my eps and my soaps, please. Wow. You're really living a fast and hard lifestyle. The point is I'm really unplugged because I'm only watching already downloaded episodes of things on an iPad instead of streaming at my parents' house, so. (laughs) Like the pioneers did it. (laughs) She's also peeing in a chamber pot. Yeah, I pee in a chamber pot. I don't poop anymore. And I just... (laughs) Mazel tov. (laughs) Thank you. And I just, I don't even stream. I don't even know what streaming is anymore. The only stream she does is urine into a chamber pot. (laughs) We're back at 
at it again with the Mandela effect. Back on our bullshit. We yeah, we can't we are. say that because we've never been off it. Oh, things just got real. Right? <laughs> right. As Allison said, and I talked over her, what brings us together today is the Mandela effect. We were originally going to talk about the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon, and then I got in an internet spiral and decided without consulting Allison that we were going to talk about the Mandela effect. And I was like, that's fine. I don't care. Whatever. (laughs) She literally could not care less. So uh, here we are. Thanks for understanding. I'm going to start off with a little anecdote about Nelson Mandela. As we both know, (laughs) Nelson Mandela was the president of South Africa in the 90s. He was in prison a lot for a lot of his life because he was protesting and fighting against apartheid. Yeah. um, For the record, he served 27 years in prison split between three different prisons. I would list them, but I don't think that anyone listening would be like, ah, I can picture all these perfectly. No one's like, yeah, but what prisons? Where did you get your information? Wikipedia. Fox News. CNN. He was born in 1918, so he lived to be 95, which is quite a bit of time to be living. That's most of a century. Can you even imagine living for a century? That sounds so taxing, frankly. Yeah, like, do you even want that? I don't, I've never, like, decided what the perfect time period is. Let me get back to you. Well, someone asked me that recently, and I was like... Maybe in my 70s, and they were like, what? That's so young. And I agree. I don't think 70s is old. But after my 70s, I feel like my body will just fail me or my mind will fail me. I just don't really want to... I don't want to deal with that. In Midsummer, the... This isn't a spoiler, but there's a Swedish commune in it. And they have, like, different sections of life that's, like, spring, summer, autumn, and winter... And the life cycle of the people there, like, they end at age 72. Yeah, see, that sounds young when you're like, yeah, we're done. But, so yeah, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> let's dive back in. <laughs> he he was freed in, let's see, was it the early 90s? I think so, because then shortly thereafter, he became president. And he was president of South Africa in, like... 94 maybe 1994 to 1999 hell yeah he was the first president of south africa which i think is notable oh was he yeah was that like the first time it was a democracy don't ask me for like backup facts i only know he was the first south african (laughs) president what are your sources what prisons did he stay in let's see they're called (laughs) Get ready to get your socks knocked off because you know all these prisons off the top of your head. My head is going to spin around 360 if you know all three of these prisons off the top of your head like I do. Split between Robben Island, Polesmoor Prison, and Victor Verster Prison. A lot of people distinctly remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 80s. And he actually died in 2013. I think it's just worth noting, like, when he got out was probably in the latest, like, 1990. And so that's kind of crazy that he died in 2013 and people, like, he's been living 
and being president and people are like, no, you died. Uh, So that's the crazy thing is it's not just one or two people or like, you know, mishearing something on the news. There are a lot of people who have a distinct memory of Nelson Mandela dying in the 80s. So they remember watching his funeral procession, hearing a moving speech from his widow, seeing people crying on TV. So it's like this huge thing that a lot of people like collectively remember. One person says, I remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison. I remember events after he died. Like a really big Oprah episode, concerts in his memory, celebrities all wearing his prison numbers, etc. A lot of people remember watching it and like experiencing it. Yeah, maybe they got it confused with someone else's death in the 80s. Honestly, yeah, maybe. But another person lived in South Africa, was born in 1980, and they have like a really distinct memory of Nelson Mandela dying. In the 80s. So did they miss that he was the president when they were a teenager? <laughs> I don't know. That's the weird thing about this one is it's the most famous example of the Mandela effect. And it was named after this phenomenon of people collectively remembering him dying in prison. But he didn't. That was totally false. So people were like, wow, that's really weird. It's not just we all were taught wrong or we all got confused by something else. Like a ton of people really have a very vivid memory of that happening. So the Mandela effect is false memories that are shared among a big group of people. A significant amount of people having a false memory of something. So it could be a logo or what a cartoon character looks like or a famous quote from a movie or a historical event, a lot of people will remember something being a certain way, and it's just not. Wait, tell me, who's the lady that came up with it? Fiona Broom. And what's her theory? Uh, so her theory is basically a multiverse, kind of like into the (laughs) Spider-Verse, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's sick. Yeah, so she believes in multiple realities or parallel realities, These incorrect memories are not false. They're just instances where the parallel universes cross paths. And so when there's a big group of people that is misremembering a fact, they're not misremembering it. They just experience part of a different universe or parallel universe. So that's more of just like the kookier side of it. Yeah. No disrespect to Fiona. (laughs) Or what's her name? Yeah, Fiona Broom. I got it right. I'm such a sweetie. Oh, yeah. You're such a Mandela that. effect sweetie. What I was going to say is yesterday we talked about Forrest Gump's famous line, life was like a box of chocolates. You never knew what you were going to get. Yeah. People famously remember the quote as life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. But it's actually life was like a box of chocolates because he's quoting his mom. My mama always said life was. People probably changed it to fit some kind of, like, inspirational thing for themselves, as people do, apply it to to their life somehow. Yeah, people watched that movie and they were like, oh my gosh, life really is like a box of chocolates, isn't it? And then, like, put up, like, a cute picture quote of it on MySpace My life's just like a box of chocolates. (laughs) Forrest Gump's mom 
was she from an area where they didn't have a guide of chocolate boxes? Oh, shit. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was like, I would never just bite into something because, like, you, sometimes it could be that nasty cherry shit. I mean, I absolutely would just bite into something, but you're right. Most boxes of chocolates are labeled. Wow, Sally Field just really didn't know how to read. She didn't know how to read the guide in the chocolate She's, box. She still doesn't. But damn if she, if she isn't talented. Exactly. <laughs> Another big one is in Star Wars, Darth Vader says, Luke, I am your father. But he doesn't. He says, no, I am your father. So there's no Luke in that line, but it's quoted as being Luke, I am your father. Uh, another example of like a misremembered movie line is in the Saw movies which I've never seen, apparently people always quote the, like, evil person. <laughs> what the fuck is his name? <laughs> I don't um, know. Oh, ooh, hold on. Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. So people always quote Jigsaw as saying, want to play a game? And he actually says, I want to play a game. So there's no, like, asking for consent. Like, he wants to play a game and he will, you know? That would be nice of him to ask. It'd be really cool, but Jigsaw doesn't play like that. I've never seen that either, but uh, that's that's between the b- listener and God <laughs> if they have. <laughs> I'm not judging. That's, like, I like horror movies and scary movies and thrillers and all that shit, but that's just, like, a kind of sub-genre of movie that I'm not interested in. I don't really like torture flicks. I even like James Wan. He's, like, the producer or director or something, and he does, like, The Conjuring and movies like that. I love that movie. And, like, Insidious. I also like those. I mean, mm-hmm. some of them aren't that good, but I'll still, like, watch any of them. But yeah, I won't dabble with the Saw movies. Just doesn't do it for me. I feel like when we were teenagers, there were a lot of movies coming out that were like that. I think it's, some people call it torture porn. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. In 30 Rock, there's an episode about Jenna Maroney being cast in a torture porn, and then the state of Connecticut says that if they make it more positive toward the state of Connecticut that they'll fund it and so it basically just becomes like this family friendly like ad for Connecticut (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah I need to rewatch 30 Rock yeah let's rewatch it together I'm down I hope they still have it I know they just got rid of friends not that they're in the same league, but it's on Hulu, and you guys have my Hulu account. Don't so listen. What fine. if a policeman is listening? Arrest me <laughs> for caring too much about my friend's entertainment. I'm sorry for caring too much and being too generous with my Hulu <laughs> password. Okay, so other examples of Mandela effect: Looney Tunes. I remembered it being spelled L O O N E Y. T-O-O-N-S. And you do too, right? Yeah, I just I just assumed it was that because it's a cartoon, it's not a song. And you would assume something is exactly. a song if it's not if it's spelled T-U-N-E-S. 
I'm only human yeah. with deductive reasoning. Yeah, so it makes more sense for it to be spelled T-O-O-N-S because it's a cartoon. And, I, yeah, that's, like, there's something to that. That's why the, it's, that's why the Mandela effect isn't just, like, this psycho thing that people think is dumb. Well, people probably think it's dumb, but... I mean, I don't think it's dumb. I, I, there's, like, documented proof that the Berenstain Bears, if you look it up, there's, like, Berenstain spelled with an E on tags, like, really old tags. I remember Looney Tunes being spelled T-O-O-N-S, and I remember Berenstain Bears being spelled Berenstain, when now the quote-unquote truth is that it's spelled Berenstain, S-T-A-I-N. I was shook. I didn't find that out until maybe a year or two ago when our friend Taylor <laughs> taught me about the Mandela effect, and I was like, wait, what? It's Berenstain. And she was like, no, you're wrong and dumb. She was like, you're actually an idiot. I can definitely see her saying that. But a very lovable one. Uh, so listen to her podcast. It's called Girl Meets Show. <laughs> now that we've really talked her up. Are you being abducted? Allison? <laughs> Did yours just start beeping? You... My phone started beeping and then the line dropped. I think it's Area 51 aliens. Well, they're all escaping, so Hell yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. Good for them, you know? Okay, so let's get back on this because <laughs> we've got to get off by 11 because that's when the hills is on. Okay, we don't have to talk about each one in detail, but yeah, like a, one of the most famous ones after Mandela Effect is the Berenstain Berenstain Bears. And then a bunch <laughs> of other ones are <laughs> people remember Curious George having a tail. And he doesn't. People remember Fruit Loops being spelled F-R-U-I-T, just like normal fruit, but it's actually F-R-O-O-T. People remember Pikachu having a black, like, stripe on the end of his tail, and he doesn't. And I distinctly remember that. So he... that's weird. I don't remember that at all. People remember Tony the Tiger having a black nose, but it's actually blue and black. I can remember him having a black nose. We're going to talk about Star Wars again because in addition to the, no, I am your father, people also remember the character C-3PO being all gold, but he actually has a silver leg. Oh, and he also has a, a titanium crotch. <laughs> he also has a huge bulge for a robot. It's like a chastity belt. Okay, we, okay. <laughs> this is over. <laughs> I have this, like, really dark, dark lipstick, or lip gloss that's, like, almost black. And I'm, I have mm -hmm. a mirror because I'm just doing this at my vanity. And I just keep putting on layers and layers of <laughs> dark lip gloss. <laughs> You're the most goth friend I know. I just want you to know how, how dumb I look right now. You're pretending to listen to me, but you're just looking at yourself in the mirror and putting more and more lipstick on. <laughs> I don't see any problem with that. Me neither. Good for you. <laughs> I just wanted to be honest. I, we're all about honesty here at Boss Hugs. Okay, here's some other examples. Whiteout is spelled W-I-T-E, but I have always thought it was W-H-I-T-E, but that could just be like, oh, 
My brain knows how to spell white because I'm not a dumbass, so... People remember the Laughing Cow Cheese logo having a nose ring, and it doesn't. People remember a famous portrait of Henry VIII. They remember him holding a turkey leg in a portrait, but he... No such portrait exists. He's holding, like, a pair of gloves. Same thing. Turkey leg, gloves. It's all Greek to me. Hell yeah. Here's some more historical examples and not just, like, pop culture. There's two things involving Mother Teresa that are part of the Mandela effect. So the first one is that people remember her name being spelled with an H. So T-H-E-R-E-S-A. But there's no H. It's just T-E-R-E-S-A. The second thing is that some people remember her being a saint in the 90s, but she wasn't officially sainted until 2016. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like people probably just didn't know how it was spelled in the first place and just assumed it was spelled Teresa with an H. Like, isn't that usually how it's spelled? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm... Maybe the problem is I have a deep misunderstanding of the name Teresa. (laughs) You don't know shit about Teresa. You're talking out of your ass. You're spiraling. I'm I'm sorry. I'll learn more and then come back. (laughs) But the thing is, with the Mandela effect, with a lot of these, like, little dinky examples with, like, movies and logos and stuff... That's totally possible that we're just, our brains are filling in the gaps. We don't remember it actually, but we think we do. And so our brain just fills it in with what makes sense to us. So that's one of the more scientific explanations for the Mandela effect. Our memories aren't as reliable as we think they are. So you see a monkey that doesn't have a tail, but your brain is like, monkeys have tails. And you just think that Curious George has a tail. With some other more historical examples... Like, with people really collectively remembering watching Mandela's funeral in the 80s, it's more intense. So another example of that is the Tiananmen Square massacre. In 1989, there were a bunch of protests in Tiananmen Square in China. They wanted a democracy. And there are a lot of people who have a really distinct memory of watching this on TV and seeing a boy get run over by a tank but that never happened (laughs) like that kid didn't get run over but that's tricky because china kind of china like censored a lot of shit about tenement square and reports the death toll as being way lower than it probably actually was that one's kind of tricky for me to believe that it like they aren't being gaslit by the chinese government true almost every example of the mandela effect can be explained by just our memories being faulty or the government manipulating us or conspiracy theories. But I also think it's kind of eerie that it's not just like, oh yeah, I thought he died. Oh well, it's like I watched him die on TV and you don't remember it at all and you're telling me he didn't die. What is your favorite example of the Mandela effect? My favorite is probably the Jif slash Jiffy peanut butter. Because that one's very real to me. I remember it being Jiffy Peanut Butter. The slogan was like, you can make a sandwich in a Jiffy. But But choosy moms choose Jiff, bitch. I know. I know they do. But like, it's like so internalized in me that anytime I try to talk about peanut butter, I almost say Jiffy. That's such a good 
like word to call someone like uh annoying or like difficult <laughs> choosy yeah it's kind of passive aggressive like yeah allison's just like really choosy <laughs> it's like this fun cute thing about her she's choosy as hell what's your favorite example of the mandela effect I can tell you the parts that I don't like. Go on. And it's the spelling of Mother Teresa's name. Because I feel like, did anyone consciously learn how to spell her name in their early life? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's still possible. I'm not an expert. I'm just saying, like, I could meet a Jennifer with one N later in life and be like, oh, I could have sworn your name was spelled as two Ns because that's way more common. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I don't really feel as strongly as I probably sound. (laughs) I get what you're saying. I guess for me, maybe part of what resonates with me about the Mandela effect is I personally really like to be right, but it's like kind of satisfying to be like, no, I remember Berenstein. I remember Jiffy peanut butter. I remember the logo looking like this and like having other people be like, oh my gosh, you're right. I remember that too. Also, it's weird that it would come up in 2013 when there's uh, internet phones, smartphones, because, like, you can look at everything up. So that seems like it should be nipped in the bud. Well, it's interesting that so many of the examples of the Mandela effect are kind of prior to the internet. Now that we have the internet, we can look it up and be like, wait, that's not the quote. Maybe another reason I'm fascinated by it is because I just really like time travel (laughs) and the idea of parallel universes. And I think it's kind of cool, the idea of history being one way and then something shifting a little bit and it just being different. And some of us kind of remember or have this sense that it was different at some point. It's the closest we can get to cool science fiction stuff in real life. Right? I just think, I think there's something to it. I think especially with the Nelson Mandela thing and the Berenstein Bears, those are the ones that I'm like, that Mandela effect is real. (laughs) True. Here's one more example of the Mandela effect. People remembering sex and the city being sex in the city. Sex in the city, baby. It's powerful. Hell yeah. It's sex and the city. And if I catch anyone saying anything else, I will lose my mind. And force them to listen to this episode. Can I tell you another story about sex in the city? Oh, absolutely. I'm like, it's not my story, but it's a story that I think about probably once every three or four months and I laugh about it. So the year was 2008. My friend Glenn grew up in St. George, and that's a pretty conservative town, and he had pretty traditional conservative religious parents, so he told his parents he was going to see Iron Man with his friends at midnight, and he actually went to a theater as far away from his house as you could get, (laughs) and, uh... He went to see Sex and the City, the movie, by himself instead. So. (laughs) That's sick. Yeah. I think you can guess his sexual orientation based on that story. (laughs) That is really funny. That's 
awesome, though. I wish I had done that. I was one of those teens that did obnoxious things and acted like no one was around and, like, wasn't that embarrassed by stuff. So I was annoying, but I had a really fun time. Oh. (laughs) That's okay. I respect that. And I'm glad you got to have fun at any cost, (laughs) even if it was the cost of your dignity. (laughs) Would you... (laughs) Would you have been annoyed by me and not been my friend at that time? Uh, no, I probably would. I feel like when I was, like, in, like, a freshman in high school, I was really, um, obnoxious and, like, loud. hmm Yeah. But then I got really shy and depressed later. But that's a story for another time. We're gonna do a whole podcast on Allison's depression. Stay tuned, listeners. If that would be helpful to everyone, I would love to. Honestly, yeah, we could. I was joking, but sorry I made a joke about your mental health. I don't even care. I've been doing it for years. Sisters have been doing it for years. Have you? Hey, Jenny, have you heard? What? That's, that sisters are doing it for themselves? Oh, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the hills to watch in nine minutes. Holy shit. <laughs> Don't make me late, Jenny. <laughs> oh, boy. Time is a fake concept. Honestly, everything is a construct. <laughs> Made by Big Pharma. Big corn. <laughs> Let's leave it off on that note. I feel like I need to cut that. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm just saying that, like, the government really took over the corn industry, and now corn is very powerful, okay? We have too much of it. But I really like corn. I do, too. I'm not mad about it, actually. (laughs) I think, if anything, we need more corn. More corn 2020. Exactly. We need more corn and less Democratic candidates for president. Just fewer candidates in general, including the Republican candidates. Uh, yeah, I literally listened to a podcast on how Rudy was to his wife and family, wives and family. And how he doesn't give a shit about his grandchildren. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what the lady said. She's like, oh, like, have you ever noticed old guys always talk about their grandkids? They'd be loving those grandkids. Mm -hmm. They're very proud. They want to show them off. But anyway, let's end this so that we can watch The Hills. Let's end this so I can go back to my unplugged, non-streaming lifestyle. Yeah, I'm so excited for that, for you. Thank you. I'm really learning a lot about myself. Aww. Okay, but yeah, that's it. Uh, So let's do an outro. I'm Suge Knight. <laughs> I'm good time Jennifer Anstead. <laughs> uh, and this has been Boss Hags. And uh, we hope you all have a really good summer. And at the very least, the good, a good like next quarter of an hour to an hour. We hope the next 45 minutes are amazing for you. <laughs> That's an attainable amount of well-wishing, right? If I say I hope you have a good rest of your life, like, it's a little empty because I know that's not going to be true. 
hope like just focus on making the next 45 minutes so good yeah you can do anything for 45 minutes have some pudding and watch five episodes of the eric andre show 45 episodes oh my gosh it it'll make you feel like you're on drugs it'll remind you that you never need to do drugs again if you if you do happen to have weed uh then go like go ahead and take it before i mean yeah do whatever you want (laughs) i think these are good life tips and then you should watch love island because (gasps) it will either make you really really happy or hurt your feelings and either way at least you're feeling something and you're alive or if you're like someone we know, it will make you horned up and you'll text the group, text that. <laughs> We're not naming names. What it, it rhymes with shmamey. <laughs> okay, well, let's wrap this up. Have a great summer. Live, laugh, love. Listeners, we love you. Live, laugh, love. If you want to make God, I, something I saw on a sign this week at a gas station is, if you want to make God laugh. If you want to make God laugh, make a plan. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm going to get that. Can I send you a care package in Charlottesville? Yes, please. Okay. I really will. <laughs> I think I'm going to get a tattoo that says, if you want to make God laugh, make a plan. <laughs> Perfect. And that's the new motto for our podcast, so. Hell yeah. Cool. You heard it here first. <laughs> Okay, now we're going to go for real. No, you hang up first. <laughs> what if we did a skit at every, the end of every episode where we're like, no, you. <laughs> no, you, stop it. <laughs>